Yeah, yeah. So we want to welcome everybody to the first State Talking Ish podcast of 2021. I'm your co host, Mr. Barksdale. Start eating in the, at the intro. You wasn't even eating before. Like, that don't even make no sense. I mean, I got to take my vitamins, right? Oh, Make you healthy. Oh, you you eating the troubles? You with the gummies? Yeah, man, I can't do pills, man. My man got these central multi gummies, man. I thought you was more thugged out than that. I can't, I can't swallow pills. Look, well, man, I get you can't get used to taking pills. Next thing you know, I'll be taking perks, man. Your mom used to put them in applesauce for you. No, when I was younger, I didn't take no vitamins. I used to take the Flintstone vitamins when I was a kid. Mm. You know, when you kid, those Flintstone vitamins was, was chewable, man. Yeah, them Flintstone vitamins was good until you took like four. You started yeah. getting nasty. Like, you thought they taste good. He was like, oh, I'm going to just pop more than I need to. You was like, this is just chalk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but don't get it twisted. That's the same thing with these uh adult uh, gummy uh, vitamins too like they might taste good on the first two but they be like don't take more than two if you slip up and take more than two them shit be too <laughs> I've been uh, so, I've been trying to get my vitamins in too yeah you like skin man you already had a vitamin deficiency man I gotta get my I gotta get my anti corona I get my immune system up yeah I'm over here on these nat- on these elderberries man elderberry gummies. I ain't taking no elderberry pills or nothing there. I heard you ain't supposed to take them joints unless you like getting sick. You ain't supposed to take it every day. I mean, I'm well, an expert. They say they say a lot of things. They say that <laughs> nobody should storm Capitol Hill. But the motherfuckers did it. Uh, they said you and your people shouldn't storm Capitol Hill. They wasn't talking to them. It wasn't specific about who could storm Capitol Hill. I see. I see. Thus, before we even get into all the malarkey that's happened nine days into the new year, let's just, can we just recap 2020, man? How was, what was some of your most shocking shits of 2020, man? Everything. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, I mean, uh, you know, I think, was it? I mean, the first thing that happened there, I remember, is like Kobe died. Um, yeah, that was at the beginning. That was at the beginning. Kobe died. That know, was, was sad. Like, I was like, well, you know, especially as like a father and, you know, being around the same age, that, you know, I guess that kind of hit home. Um, yeah, you a girl dad. Yeah, like I mean, Kobe. And especially like being the same, like, you know, the same age. It's like, damn, this, you know what I mean? You never know tomorrow. This shit. I mean, we say it, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I mean. I, if Kobe would have been our age and died of natural causes, that would have that would have hit home for me. But you know, him being in a helicopter and just how it went down, it still hit home for me. But it still was like, you know, I'm not saying he was taking unnecessary life risks. Getting in the helicopter probably was his routine shit. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's those the gambles that we that we take. I, I guess you know. What I mean, it's messed up. He lost his life, and that young girl lost her life like that. And the and the driver. You know, what I mean, everybody that was in there that lost their life. It was tragic. That did that did start the year off 
Wrong. So, you know, just, you know, from the family aspect, I mean, you know, everybody dies, they got family, but, you know, uh, you know, I guess, you know, I guess, you know, we don't know the inside of his life, but, you know, looking from the outside, as far as, you know, having young children, teenage children, uh, you, you think he's doing the right things in life, you know, trying to set his family up for the future, and, you know, shit like that happens. Um, you know, then we had, uh, I'm probably skipping a whole bunch of stuff, but, you know, we, uh, was it uh, Black Panther died? Chat with Bozeman died. Yeah, um, I mean, if we go in chronological <laughs> order, you know, January, January. I mean, the ups and downs of 2020, man. I, I'll say, definitely J- January started on a high and low note. Like for just for me and my close ones, like you know, my bro Cody, he uh, finished his master's program, and the same day we were celebrating him finishing his masters is the day that kobe died we was literally out celebrating and that came across the news screen so you as for me that kind of set the tone that 2020 was going to have like it's ups and downs you know what i'm saying then from there i'll say for me going into february well well also at the beginning of january i was sick like I like like that was my first experience with Corona. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you go into February. You know what I mean? Like professionally, some good things happened for me. But then the pandemic hit at the end of February, going into March, and the whole world changed from there. Then you think about uh. Fast forward into the summer and all those things that happened from it seemed like the summer was the longest with everything going on with the with the with the protests and George Floyd and the young man that got killed by the two white boys. I forgot his name. They killed him while he was um he was jogging. They tried to say he was stealing in the neighborhood. Uh yeah. I mean, the sad part is so many we forget. <laughs> yeah. And then Brianna Taylor. Yeah, 2020, 2020 was just crazy, man. And then, yeah, then just here in Philadelphia, you talking about right before the new year, it was damn near 500 murders in the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes, I mean, you know it's definitely different with the pandemic but sometimes i wonder if like um if we just sat our ass down like we had like we had to during the pandemic will we have recognized you know all the shit that happened years before you know what i mean is it re- you know what i mean is it really that different um or is you know we got more time to look at it um and think about it i think uh i think it's a mixture of both because i think uh I think the city had never seen like 500 murders. I feel like last year, uh, you know, it wasn't that bad. I ain't gonna say it wasn't that bad, but 500 mo- 500 murders is atrocious. Two, 2,200 shootings, 500 murders is atrocious, man. And I do think, you know, I, I had said on Facebook in a post, like, I feel like the pandemic and the way it impacted impoverished communities financially i just think that uh 
like violence doubled just off of just off of desperation and nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? As before, where you could say something like, "Well, I'm gonna go get some money." You ain't gonna go get no money. You might as well go find your ops. I mean, I guess you know, and you know, we talked about it before, but there's, you know, you know, there's, you know, murder is not the solution. Like, no. <laughs> you know, we. Yeah, you know, we blame it on you know poverty and you know the situations people are in. But at the end of the day, like these aren't solutions to problems. Like, um, I don't think it's solutions though. I think that I don't I think that it's uh, and I hate to use the word this way, but I think that it's like expression. I think it's like a cry for help. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, what makes you? want to take a life for the most smallest things you know what i mean like people is willing to throw their freedom away for the smallest things and so to me it's like when you got nothing to lose then everything is for keeps you feel what i'm saying if that makes sense to you a little bit like you know people like us gus and i won't say that we're like we're well off and fancy rich or nothing like that but people like us we are uh we've been blessed to be in positions to you know take care of our families and and have the monies to do the things that we need to do and even if it get to a day where you exhaust all your money's paying bills and being responsible and you broke you're not really ever really broke because your responsibilities is taken care of and you know in another 14 days something's going to drop down into your pocket and if you have other streams of income then you never really broke either. But what I'm talking about is like, you know, that that guy, that guy, that that young man that's in the streets, that that fifty dollars that he making a day or that fifty dollars that he's making every hour doing something illegal, that's all he got. If that slows up or that stops, he has nothing. And so anything that interferes with that money, he playing for keeps. You know what I mean? And and, it, and it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? People people put so much value into their friendships and their bonds. Because when you got nothing, are you are you really sharing it is love and friendship and connection? And someone interrupt that connection, people plan for keeps. You know what I mean? And and so to me, I look at it as just like a cry of help, cry for help, you know, a la a lashing out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it, it might it might not make sense to our listeners. I don't know. Like I I know that sometimes I have a different perspective of looking at things. But I mean, when you got something to lose, you tread lightly on what you on what's for, what's all or nothing for you. You understand what I'm saying? Like you got so much to lose, Gus. You killing somebody for tapping your car and a little fender bender. I mean, I'm not doing it. I mean, <laughs> you know I mean, I, I mean I, to be honest with you, I'm to the point now. Somebody tap my car. Look, look, we gotta call the cops and make a, a report. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nah, I mean, not like that's just how yeah. the world works. Like my insurance company only gonna pay for it if I got evidence of what happened. Like, like you know, there, I've been agreeing it a couple times. I'm like, man, I really don't want to call the cops, but I need this paperwork so I can get my bumper fit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna take that L when I can legally and 
and through a process of why I pay insurance, I can I I don't have to take this L. You know, I mean, like, and I be and I feel like I sound like the brown girl right now, but like, don't hit me if you ain't got no license and insurance player, because unless you got like a couple stacks in your pocket, (laughs) don't. Like listen, I gotta, I gotta call the cops and get this reckless. Like, <laughs> bro, I, listen, I'm doing the same thing. That shit ain't snitching. I got insurance. You ain't got no insurance, and you hit my shit. Unless you talking about, look, bro, I, I, I'll give you the money. I give you this money for your deductible, and I give you this money for this. Just don't call the cops. I, I need my will. Like, I need that money now, though. It can't be like that. You drive off. Like, no, no, no. You're not gonna, I'm not going to get my car hit and have to pay a deductible, especially when it wasn't my fault. Like, no, 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 sir. Like, call, call your girl, bring up like full force, whatever. Like, call homie. <laughs> but, like, yo, let me give you the number. I give you my number. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, Jack. No, Jack. You go, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, and that, you know, I mean, that's so that's how I am. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm definitely too old, too wise for you know all that other stuff. So I mean, I, I, I be honest, I don't understand because I, you know, I don't live that life. Yeah, um, you, we don't. I understand. I think part of it because I, un, I understand the desperation, and and our days, those things turned into fights, and our and our old heads and our parents to say things like, "That's a stupid reason to fight." But we would be like, we understood clearly why if I had on my fresh white sneakers and you stepped on them, I have to punch you in the face. That has to be the next reaction. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think, I don't know if we were smart enough to ask or we just happened to have older people in our family or old heads or whatever you want to call it. That when something, like when we we, we were going to do something stupid, <laughs> No, I mean they have they happen to stop us. Cause there's been times I've been like, yo, man, you know, I'm not feeling this. Such and such happened. Um, let me borrow something. Let me I'm yeah. about to go do this. And you know, yeah. you know, uncle or somebody be like, yo, that's stupid. Yeah, you know I mean, number one is stupid. Number two, how you plan on retaliating is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna get caught doing it that way. So if you gonna do it do it this way so you don't you know what i mean though so you yeah. don't get caught like <laughs> yeah yeah but but i think that also in our time like murder was not so desensitized like when we was young murder you'd be like damn yo nigga shot that nigga for nothing that's fucked up nowadays it's like Man, ain't shot that nigga for nothing. Whatever. You trying to go play Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that, like, like murder, killing, gun violence does not hold the same weight that it held 20 years ago. 20 years ago, a motherfucker had to really do a lot to get shot. You know what I'm saying? You really had to do a lot to a person for them to come back and shoot you. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, a, a bad eye contact can get you shot. A crazy social media post can get you shot. You know what I'm saying? Being a gentleman to somebody's lady could get you shot. You know what I'm saying? I know, and I know you heard about the situations out here with the two young ladies that just got fired on 
You know what I'm saying? And this was all in the new year. One, one young lady up here, they call it the Long Crest section of the city, but I'm going to just call it like up there off the boulevard, like, like Rise and Sun area. You know what I mean? Young lady got into some situation, some sort of argument or physical confrontation with another young lady and her dude. And or, or what I even say her dude, but some some male that was attached to her. You understand what I'm saying? And then the next thing you know, the young lady's on the phone. I don't know if she's calling people. I don't know what the situation is because it's no it's no uh, volume to the video. But then homie just comes out of the woodworks. The young lady's on the phone. She's not even paying attention. She's she never looked up. He done walked up on her, fired on her in her face in her head. She hit the ground. He hit her a couple more times. The witnesses are standing there and then they all ran together and then police put out a report there was no witnesses uh, there ain't no witnesses coming forward i mean that shit is you know, crazy I, you know i think some of that stuff i just wonder is you know through entertainment and music have there you we, go there you no, go bring the music and entertainment I'm no, not. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a bad I, narrative, Gus. I'm just saying. Does that? Does, does? Is it a negative in these situations? Let's be honest. Like, you know, we, you know, the hood uh, web series that we be watching, all this stuff. We making paparazzi to be able to do that. Like, I got shooters on deck. Like, that wasn't a thing back in the day. Like. No, it was a thing back in the day. It just that it wasn't so, it wasn't so, uh, it wasn't so out in the open. It was almost like being gay. Like when we was young, if somebody was gay, that was like closet, closet, closet material. Now it's normalized. Having shooter, having shooters on deck, Gus, is normalized now. Well, maybe that. I mean, maybe that's the problem. Like. I guess back in the day, people had shooters, but they wasn't on deck like they is now. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they was on deck, but but back in the day, on deck was somebody's a shooter, and unless you in that life, you don't even know what they get into. He might be the guy that could shoot all the jump up shots, or the guy who uh. You know, he he uh you never really see him. Every he come around all he come around sometimes, you never really see him. When you do see him, he's sitting in the car with somebody, he's sitting in the car with some get money dude, and you never know what role he plays. You know what I'm saying? He's just he like almost like a phantom to the hood, but you know you know who he is. People know who he is, people grew up with him, and only people in that life knew what he was into. And when he gets that phone call, he's on deck. He's on deck. He's ready to go. Nowadays, the shooter is he's flashy like the get money guy. And they and they got all the popular clothes on and the jewelry and the cars. And it's just one money's one person getting their money off the dope. The other person is getting his money for shooting for the dope boy. I mean, maybe maybe the you know, we have the communication is much quicker nowadays. 
Like, yeah. you know, before you had to go to a pay phone to call somebody, hope that person answer. Like, <laughs> you know, you had to check, like, I'm going to go get my brother. It was a while before the brother came back, if he ever came back, you know? <laughs> and when he did come back, he probably walked into a beatdown because it was eight of us out there waiting for him to come back. I mean, Nowadays, it's the... And all it takes is a is a FaceTime. Hey, I'm over here on Wusa Wusa Street and they disrespected me. And hopefully he could pull up before the gang mobilizes. But then now he ain't coming up to talk about what happened. He's coming up to shoot. And she could be completely in the wrong. But that's just that's just the world that we live in. Like that and and you know, you gotta mother, you gotta be able to adapt accordingly, Gus. And I mean, you know we talked about it. I mean, I guess we talked about it before. Um, yeah, I guess the, I guess you know, and I thought you know previously said we said we talked about like it ain't going to stop. You know, it, there's not much we gonna be able to do about it. Uh, and I mean, I guess I got to backtrack on that. I think you know the biggest thing you know we can do is provide people opportunity. Um, That's right. Give them you know have. You know, we talk about people act this way because they have nothing to lose. Like, That's right. I guess we got to give, you know, we got to give them something to lose. Um, you know, unfortunately, that that's a big task. Um, I don't think it's know. a I don't think it's a big task. I think that at some point, you know, global citizenship has to come into play. Like it has to it has to be, you know, a certain a certain demographic of people have been impoverished and oppressed in this country since the inception of this country and you know the at first the backlash came from the backlash was we're going to work harder to assimilate ourselves into this society then it was we're going to just work harder to stay separate and build up our own areas within this society. And then it turned into we have to start protecting our areas within this society because the people that are oppressing us are the people who are not in getting the people that are not receiving the advantages of us being oppressed are jealous of our growth and they're coming into our areas and they're assaulting us killing us and so then from there they say well maybe we should let them into our world and mix and mix and mingle so then here comes the integration but then the integration didn't help us the integration helped them oppress us more you understand what I'm saying, bro? And I so mean, it's definitely a it, there's benefits to us being uh, us not being united and being divided. Um, and uh, you know, there's benefit. There's a great benefit to us being oppressed. Um, yeah, to the people who's to the people that's benefiting, which is a lot of people, <laughs> which yeah, includes you know which includes us. You know what I mean? So. So, so yeah, so now you fast forward all the way to now, Gus, those same people who, that same demographic that's being oppressed, look how things have been taken away from the hood. Like when we were young, it was nothing to go to a rec center and play ball so you could stay off the street. It was nothing 
to go to uh, somewhere downtown or if you lived in one of those areas that had a mall, you could go into a mall and go into an arcade for hours. You could go downtown and play in the arcade for hours and come back to your neighborhood and go straight in the house and you had that outlet. You know what I'm saying? All those outlets of extracurricular things that help people not have to succumb to what's going on in their neighborhoods, all those things are gone. And so now... I think part of it is because, again, there's a benefit to it, you know, to the situation being the way it is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and so that so and so that's why, bro. I'm sorry, to cut across you, but that's why, bro. I say we can't blame the music and the art because, at worst, the music and the art is nothing but a tool of the oppressor to visualize the real life to put a visual to the real life stories that people are living through who who might not be able to see it and it and and it adds i guess a sense of um i almost want to call it like patriotism to the hood and the things that's going on in the hood you know like think about it like we watch boys in the hood and everybody's favorite character in Boys in the Hood is Ice Cube. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, you know, after, you know, we did the previous podcast, you know, yeah. I have to step back a little bit about how bad I think. Yeah, you know, I still think it's bad. Um, I think that um, people, I don't think the music and entertainment itself is as bad as I made it seem, but I think people's um, reaction to it, you know, we have to put it into context. Um, you know, we have to be able to make people understand, like, just because you, you know, this is your entertainment, that you have to um, uh, act out on it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, when I say when we talk about the shooter, you know, mm-hmm. we had like the wire, and we we love what's the what's the shooter ball name? The, the, Omar? Nah, nah, nah. The uh, the uh, the chick and the dude. Uh, Who's Snoop and Chris? Yeah, Snoop and Chris. Like they was our favorite characters. <laughs> oh no, 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 they weren't. One of my favorite characters, but I mean, it, it was enough people's favorite. Let's let just yeah, throw it out there. Yeah. People like the character. Yeah. Um, you know we can't we can't have our youth trying to emulate that. That's what I'm saying. But the sad thing is, when I look at the wire and I think about Chris and Snoop, you had actors trying to emulate what was really going on in Baltimore. You understand what I'm saying? And so I think that the reason why people who did gravitate to Snoop gravitated to Snoop because I feel like at that time with the with the with the openness of uh gay women being in the hood and being amongst the homies and almost to the point where you can't tell them from a young man because you know what I'm saying they they've just blended in well and I'm quite sure every hood has a snoop 
has that one homosexual female that hangs with the homies that busts her gun and do all that bullshit. I'm quite, I'm quite sure there's a snoop everywhere. And the snoop that they put on TV, <clears throat> I mean, that was her life before TV. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. Yeah, but is I guess at the end of the day, is it? Are we getting more positive from that imagery, or are we getting negative, more negative? And I, think, I mean, if it's more positive, then that's what it is. You know, but you know, I, you know, I haven't done any studies, I, or you know, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's the perspective. You, you could only put positive. The, the positive from it is in the eye of the beholder. You understand what I'm saying? And so. You know, just sitting and talking. If we take our shoes off, if we were gay women, and you see a gay woman in a prominent TV show, one of them is a is a police officer who's badass, and another one of them is a drug dealer that's badass. Are those positive sights for you, or are those negative sights for you? You understand what I'm saying? I, you, I mean, I. I I understand and I don't disagree with the argument. I, I, all I can say is I don't have enough information to come, you know. To you say know what I mean? If, if you were gay, side man, is right. If you a gay man and you watching The Wire and you see Omar who don't take no shit from nobody and everybody give been giving gay men shit since gay being a gay man became was was something to be ostracized. You know, is that a positive sight for you to see that Omar is a gay man that don't take no shit and he's openly gay like the whole city know he gay, but can't nobody really fuck with him? You know what I'm saying? I think I think it's just I think I think the positivity is in is in the uh is in the eye of the beholder. You know what I mean? What 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 do what do you gravitate to? You know what I'm saying? The same thing we talk about boys in the hood. The context was there for boys in the hood because Trey was somebody who lived in the trap, who made it out of the trap. Brandy lived across the street from him. She was in the trap. They made it out of the trap. But <clears throat> for young hood niggas like us, Trey wasn't our favorite character. And even that 12 years old, 13 years old, we was calling Trey a bitch for getting out of the car. You know what I'm saying? And we wanted Trey when he picked up his dad's gun to go out there and get some smoke. You know what I'm saying? Because just being emotionally driven, we would have felt like we would have wanted to go out there and get some smoke. It's just off the way Ricky died in front of him. You know what I'm saying? Now, as a 42-year-old man, and you, and you look at that, you look at it like if that's your son you want your son to be who he is and not what his emotions tell him to be you know what i'm saying like, like yeah, am I mean, making and, oh yeah i mean i definitely agree um and especially with that movie you know what you know i've said it before um and i'm you know i'm not in the streets now so i don't know how it is um but i like the fact that Doughboy let him out the car that's how I mean, you know that's how that's how it's supposed to work like mm -hmm. you know if you ain't in that if that if you're not built for it 
you need you need not to do it. You know what I mean? And I think yeah, that's you can't tell on us. Don't fucking tell on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I don't I don't know if the youth understands that now. Like, and I mean even 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 in Boys in the Hood, like you know that group, there was different individuals in that group. You know, there yeah. was drug dealers, there was thugs, there was killers, there was smart dudes, it was athletes. Like, there was victims because little Chris was a victim. Regardless if people want to respect it or not, somebody bust his ass and he was in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. And so, even in that group, I feel like, and Quiet is kept, you know, they didn't, he didn't promote the gang life, but they was all, they was all from a crip neighborhood. Yeah, but I mean, it, I think it shows that, like, you can stay in your lane, you know, and still survive. Or still be able to associate with you know other people like you know just because you don't kill people you don't sell drugs at least when I grew up like you still can be cool with the you know the people on the block you know what I mean yeah we, I mean, you just we had to stay about, in your lane yeah <laughs> we talked about that shit it's the difference between a 20th Street nigga and a nigga from 20th Street and I mean a, and I I just I just know like you know back in the day like if you stayed in your lane like. It, you know what I mean I don't remember people real. I mean you, everybody got teased you know people mess mm-hmm. with you whatever but overall if you stayed in your lane like you was accepted you know it was when cats was trying to be something they wasn't when you know things went left it, it was like it, oh you try oh you try to be tough come on like, you know I mean Gus, it <laughs> I ain't mean, like that no more Gus you know I mean before it was like you know Calvin would you know we laugh at Calvin cause he go into you know going to work at mcdonald's but he was still calvin you know what I mean? like that's yeah. our calvin you know we gonna laugh at you but you know ain't nobody nah, gonna, it, you know, <laughs> nobody gonna it, beat you in the you know punch you in the mouth because you're going to work he's like you know it, it ain't like that no more gus man these kids man this shit is all about how close can you live to to how close can you can you get your life aligned to the things that you that you are attracted to to some extent like it's all about the instant gratification it's all about you know some of the images you see on social media you see your favorite rapper and the he's got that he got the two thousand dollar shoes on the twelve hundred dollars jeans on the 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 five hundred dollar shirt on with the with the two hundred and fifty dollar hat on and the three hundred and fifty dollar belt can you per how how can you purchase those things and then get that thousand likes on your instagram i'm starting to think a lot of these entertainers and well we already know instagram people lying to us but i think a lot of these entertainers is lying because i mean i i don't know like I, you know, I ain't counting nobody pockets, but from the outside looking in, like uh, I just saw yesterday, it was like the boy Trippy Red. He was talking about he got twenty thousand dollar pants on. Like, I'm just, I'm just calculating in my head, like to be able to buy this stuff, you need a lot of income. Like, is, is this real? Like, <laughs> yo, well, bro, believe it or not, for as whack as that little nigga is, Trippy Red got that type of bread. I mean, got- I, it might be possible, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm calculating my head, like, I, you know, it could be possible. I'm just saying, I just, 
I'm skeptical about, you know, is this stuff really, are people striving for fake stuff? Like, are they, like, the people they're trying to emulate, are those people even wealthy? Do they really have what they say they have? Are you trying to, are you chasing something that's an illusion, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, I agree. I mean, because even we, we, you know, I'm sure Meek Mill has money, but when Meek Mill had to go to court, he was saying, "Oh, he had to get like a few million from Jay Z." But the way you talk, you talk like you already got a couple million. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I just wonder, like, yeah, you may have, you know, do you really have what you be saying you have? That's all. Nah, them niggas got it. <laughs> But for like from like the Meek Mill instance, so why why'd you have to get like millions from Jay Z then if you got it? Like if I'm I'm here to believe that you getting it like that. I mean, what millions did he get from Jay Z? I, I don't I don't know about that. Explain that. Oh, um, when he got out of jail, he was saying that um, for his legal fees, um, Jay Z assisted him with his legal fees. I mean, I think that's. Uh, I mean, that maybe that's a lookout. You know what I'm saying? You, like, you just never know. Like, you just never know what was the backstory. And then on top of that, was it like Meek involved with Rock Nation at the time? Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they just wanted to make it be known that Rock Nation stepped in and, and, and paid for his legal fees. I'm quite sure Meek could have paid for those legal fees himself. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I just think, I just think all together where we at in those situations is like, yo, like, uh, How do we break that trend? How do we how do we break that trend of like social media <clears throat> dictating like what you're supposed to look like or what you're supposed to dress like or how you're supposed to be like? You know what I'm saying? Like like I feel like that's that's where a lot of the downfall. Well, not the downfall. Cause I guess there's some positive things that come out of it too, but like where uh, I mean, before social media, cats was chasing, you know, whatever was popular. So I mean, you know, cats was throwing they, they life away for big rope chains back in, you know, yeah, you know, back when we was kids. You know, cats was throwing their life away for hundred dollar pair of Jordans. Yeah, you know I mean, so. <laughs> But I will say this, right? Back in the day, and I know we've said this before, like back in the day, for you to wear truck jewelry, which was those big rope chains, you had to be a man of respect to the point where like no one would take those things from you. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, if this man from this block who's a well-known guy had truck jewelry, no one's just running up on him taking this jewelry and that's why he can wear it you know what i'm saying and i know it sounds crazy but it's almost like to some extent when you talk about like survival of the fittest you can only have the things that you can protect well let's be honest we we saw it, it every year at the greek we saw the reckoning <laughs> yeah. all the people that wasn't wasn't 
equipped to be wearing that jewelry didn't yeah, come back home you already know if you if you came down there and you had a car that you couldn't protect it's probably a chance you didn't go back with that car you know what i'm saying if i mean you like, had a, i remember i remember people and i mean you know i remember people just walking past talking like yo yo they just took whatever from me and we like okay i mean <laughs> that's what happens you came Listen, down you being flashy and yeah, we knew you he wasn't built like that like <laughs> you gotta put you if you can't protect if you can't protect it you probably shouldn't have it <laughs> like dog you from montgomery county we knew you <laughs> you know what i'm saying like my, like my mom my mom bought me my first pair of jordans she said don't let nobody take these jordans from you you know what i'm saying and, and that was just that i mean i had my marching orders I mean, we talked about before, and I ain't gonna lie. I mean, you know, it was a point in time where I went to parts of North Philly I probably shouldn't have been in, and I tucked my jewelry. In. I mean, that <laughs> I, I was by myself, or you know, that's, like, that's, that's, that's just cultural awareness. <laughs> Look, I'm on this block, and I know nobody, and yeah. there's all those wolves over there. And yeah. even I mean, there was times that I could protect myself. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you, I wanted to deal with the consequences of protecting myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't feel bad about it. Hey, I mean, that's what you had to do. <laughs> hey, I tucked to live another day. <laughs> I mean, you you protected you protected what you need to protect. That's how the best way you knew how to protect it. You know what I'm saying? And so, I guess now let's move forward to these clowns down here in D.C., man. What did you think of that, Gus? Yo, know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily understand it. Um, like, I get the whole, I mean, I get the whole yeah, racism aspect of it. Yes, we know that, that black people actually anybody of Chinese people um, anybody other than white people did that it would be a different reaction um, if any if any other race for white people <laughs> said they was going to march on Capitol Hill or do a protest or have or create civil unrest on Capitol Hill the National Guard and all the proper protection agencies would have been there in numbers to ensure that nothing outside of civil unrest and peaceful protesting happened. Like, was it like, I mean, all the, even all the movies, like, was it like White mm -hmm. House Down? All, all of them, it was like you, you had to hack in the systems to turn off cameras. Yeah, you had to go through <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> like, to get in the Capitol, like, who I didn't, what I don't understand is I don't even know how, like, it was that easy. Like, Really? Where where are my tax dollars going? Because it ain't going to defense. <laughs> like, yeah, it can't be going to defense. It like someone is squandering a lot of money somewhere. I, I I think that somebody was a part of it and was cheering it on. And then and then when it became too much. They, fought, they they gladly stepped to the back and disappeared, man. You know, 
seen people on Facebook talking about Trump supporters got the right idea on mind. They stormed the building while Biden's supporters dance and march in the streets. And, you know, my only response to all of that is like, hey, yo. So. A Capitol Hill officer got killed. A protester got killed. These guys stormed a, 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 a nation's capital, our nation's capital building. And they're going to all go to jail for this. And they accomplished nothing. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, and that's what you say. want. That's what you want us to do. That that's the right idea. <laughs> to I mean, store. I mean, I mean, there's so many. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into the you know deep political, but there's so like. Uh, let's be honest. We, as much as we want to change America, we can't just dismantle government. Like, come on, let's be honest. Like, if today us as black people marched down and actually took over the building. What would we accomplish? You know, nothing. We would all die. <laughs> Everyone that was there would die. We would say, "Oh, but they went out like martyrs." But I guess at the end, my whole point would be, okay, yeah, they would be martyrs, and we remember that they were bold enough to do something that some were scared to do and some didn't didn't want to do. But in the same token. Did, their, did the sacrifice of their life create the change that they risked their life to get? To get. I mean, even even if we everybody didn't get killed and if it was successful, you know, the ripple effect of dismantling the government would put a lot more of us in poverty than we already are. Like, you know, as far as you know, trade would definitely you know come to a halt. Everything would come to a hawk we you know what i mean so yeah it, it, you know i guess at the end of the day we can't particularly change it in that fashion i mean you could but like i don't want to i don't want to uh dismantle the government but i do i would like for the government to be reworked to where the 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 white supremacy the white the 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 the, the white washing of history the 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 white monopolization of economics would where it could be some fairness i would like to see what america would look like if we if if government actually emphasized leveling the playing field but then america was built on capitalism and capitalism isn't about helping your next man it's about stepping over or stepping on your next man to get to the top correct <laughs> i mean the uh you know I, I mean i guess for me you know uh sometimes i think and i've said it before i think we have to look at it 
a, the way a lot of um and i guess a lot of them aren't born here but there's a lot of people you know uh you know foreigners that come in do business and you know this is just a place to make money and not be so invested in it like <laughs> um because you know i don't want to get too deep it's like we living in babylon like <laughs> Mm-hmm. Babylon's gonna fall. Like, do am I really gonna? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, do I really want to like be like this is mine and I'm gonna fall with it, or do I come in here and use it for what it is? And with you know, when we talk about capitalism, you know, it's not meant for us to be successful without stepping on other people. So let's just use it for what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I hope to make it better, but during the meantime. Put the weed in the bag, then make money. No, yeah, yeah, no, real talk. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, you know, I could sit here and keep thinking about like, oh man, I wait. They gonna treat us right, you know? Uh, they're gonna level the playing field. Eh, they probably. I mean, I want to be optimistic. They're not, but- gonna, they're not gonna level the playing field as long as you know. What I'm saying the underlining of everything is capitalism. And, and 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 personally like I think there's some good things about capitalism just in regards to you know there's no cap or there's no limit on what a person can make if he has the ability to make that type of money there's no cap on how much a person can win like nobody said that hey Mike you can only win three championships and then you gotta chill the fuck out and let somebody else win. If Mike chose to with that team, they could have won ten chips in a row, and we'd have had to deal with that. Because believe it or not, sports are sports are um, they promote capitalism subconsciously. You understand what I'm saying? Because there can only be one winner, and you have to beat everybody else to get there. And that's that's capitalism at its finest. And I, you know, the one thing I can, you know, and, uh, you know, I guess country as a whole, we like to say you always have an opportunity. You know, you can pick yourself up. I think it's you know not as a group it's necessarily possible, but individually, that is correct. I mean, I think. A majority of people, if you work hard enough, you know, you can figure something out and become successful in this country. And I can't say, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't knowledgeable enough to say like this is the only place you can do that. But you know, that is possible. Like I think most people, you know, if you really work hard enough, you work sixteen hours a day. You know, you grab, you know, whatever opportunities that come across the right ones like you can be successful um, true but but this and, is the question go ahead finish and up. also like you know we'd like to say like you know as black people we have to work twice as hard but you know if you work twice as hard you know you know some of these things are possible but understand this though and i want you to think about like how capitalism works you don't think that everybody that's on the bottom of what capitalism is those aren't the people that's working two jobs. Those aren't the people working a job and soaking up all the overtime. 
and they're doing that just to make ends meet. It's not even doing that to get up and over. They're doing that to make ends meet. Meanwhile, we talking about people that like, you know, you get the dumb luck things and 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 like so everybody will say something like a like a Jay-Z. Jay-Z went from whatever to, to where he's at right now. And but even that's an anomaly. That's an that's an anomaly to the system. Rappers making millions of dollars, that's an that's an anomaly to the system. You know what I'm saying? Because for every rapper that has millions and millions of dollars, there's somebody that they're paid that that gets the majority of their money that they're making billions of dollars for. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with that. Um, and I believe in our current system, and it's been around for a while, have we seen it? Um, like someone in your family has to do that. Someone in your family has to be the one that works two jobs for little pay and that's what's going to happen they're going to die doing the same stuff until the day they die but they set up the next generation to be successful but set them up now because the example that you showed for them was working until you die and so working until you die according to this capitalistic system working until you die is not risk-taking to be a winner in a cap in the capitalistic society, you have to take a risk of getting your own and then putting that same work ethic that you put into somebody else's company to get paid, putting it into your company to generate pay. And then the crazy thing is there's still no guarantee of success for that because it's a risk that you're taking as to where you know what I'm saying? So so basically, it's either I, I stick with the safe bet and work and work until I die and never enjoy life. Or I take the risk, it falls on my face and I never get back up. And now the people who are working until they die, their taxes are taking care of me. Or I I I, I hit I hit a string of luck. And preparation and, and and I make some millions off of it and then I put my money to work for me I mean in our current system there has to be the lower class I mean <laughs> I mean in the game that we are playing in the United States someone has to be the poor people that's right someone, someone has to give all their money over to me so I can be rich someone yeah. has to work yeah, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this is the system we're in. Someone has to work these hard labor jobs all day long so I can sit home and enjoy all the comforts in life. That's right. Um, and, and I mean, I, mean, I, I can say I don't know how to change that, but I'm just saying this is the system we live in. I, I, I think I think the, the best way, the, the biggest way to change that is to put some onus on the government to level the playing field. To put some onus on the government to where, and, and, and of course, 
because we all grew up in a, in a, in a capitalist society, it's going to seem unfair to have the government step in and make housing affordable for the lower class so they're not spending all of their money to pay rent. It's going to seem unfair to tell people who started colleges to uh, lower their um, to lower their uh, tuition so that the poor people can get the same education that the rich people are getting. You know what I'm saying? It's going to seem unfair to um, ask the people, ask the government to step in and make public education in the poor hoods um, as rigorous and, and, and as fairly funded and fully funded as the public education in the affluent hoods. You know, and, and I feel like those are the things that led to that staged or unstaged storm on Capitol Hill because as more people who represent the oppressed classes get into politics and get into those big world leader seats in America, I mean, some policies is going to start to change and some things is going to start to lead to more equitable things to where people can move up in this world instead of working in this world to stay in the same space. Yeah. And, and and that's the fear. Like, like people think that the biggest fear of white people at times is that white people fear black people. And that's why certain things is happening. But I also think that white people fear the end of the end of capitalism the way they know it. I mean, I think <clears throat> I mean I agree with a lot of your statements, and I also think, you know, it's our mentality as a society. Our mentality as a society is to be we want to be the richest. Everybody, you know, I'm not everybody, but a lot of people, and it seems like people in power want to be the richest. We have yeah. this we have this imaginary number in computers, you know. And, you know, we talk about, you know, leveling the playing field. The problem with, I think, a lot of people is if I level the, if we level the playing field, I no longer have the high score. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, there's people like this. I, I, you know, believe there are people that, and I mean, billionaires, they would rather see people poor and starving than, you know, have a billion dollars less than what they have now like that's I have, right i have more money than i'll ever spend and anybody in my family i'll ever spend. ever spend but i'd rather have it in my family than to, to help poor families who could benefit from having some of this money and and be in a place but, to where, and the like, worst part is it's not real like yeah. <laughs> like literally it's a like they'd rather have people starve and die than that number on the computer like there's just mm -hmm. a number like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you'd rather people starve and die than a decrease in that imaginary number on that's the right. computer that's right because that number is not real either like it's not backed by anything it's all imaginary mm -hmm. so, 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 go ahead. so basically it's like 
us being in an arcade. I have the high score on that video game, and I want to keep the high score. I don't care if anybody dies, starves. <laughs> like, this video game doesn't make a difference. Like, makes but, a difference. But, but then this is this. Think about that video game, and let's think about it like capitalism. That video game, when you first buy it and put it inside the arcade, you turn it on, and and it has a fake high score that no one put on the computer put on that game. No person played that game and put that high score on the game. Was it like AAA? It was like <laughs> just uh, but yet like any initials. Mm -hmm, but yet there's a high score that they want that 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 the game manipulates so that you will continue to spend your money in an attempt to beat that high score which the game has created that you will never beat you tell me somebody who has the high score on a street fighter game and then you then I want to know how much money did they spend and how often did they play that game to achieve that high score? And I will bet that a person who has that high score on the, on the Street Fighter game has spent well over ten dollars to $15,000 in quarters on that game. So, I mean, so I'm saying that to say, like, it's our mentality as a society. And, you know, I don't know if legislation is going to change our mentality. Yeah. I think the mentality is dictated at times through through the system that we're living in. And so if the system that we're living in has always been about competition, but yet it's a un but to some extent it's unfair competition because well I'll, i won't even say unfair competition i'll say this like when you go to school in a affluent neighborhood and you live in a affluent neighborhood everything is about being the best of the best you're already the best if you're living in the best neighborhood you're going to the best schools you know, you you have the best high school football team in your in your in your neighborhood. You have you had less crime, whatever. Everything in that area is the best. Now it's about when you go to school, where are you graduating at in that in that in that process? If you play on that football team, what everybody on that football team has a chance to go to a top college if that football team is uh one of the best. And the problem is, it's so much competition and money put into those affluent neighborhoods to create the best of the best. But then what are you telling the, the non-affluent neighborhoods? What are you telling the, the students who go to school in North Philly to where the focus is, let's just get it, the, get it done. It doesn't matter what percentile you graduate uh, out of out of this high school in North Philly because at the end of the day, your neighborhood and where you come from is already saying that you're not in the race to be the best. 
you know, and you know, I guess from the position I'm in, again, you know, I don't live in the hood, but I don't live in the. Yeah. I'm not rich, you know. What I mean, so, but yeah. I think a part of it comes down to, you know, I don't think people think about it. Like you say, what do you know people in affluent neighborhoods think about? You know, you know, people that don't live in. I think, like, you get in these this rat race, <laughs> like where, you know. Unfortunately, the people in the nicer neighborhoods are in the same system, you know. Yes, they and, and it's like <laughs> they're they're chasing to keep the stuff that they have. Like we're all like we're in the same position. You know what no, I mean? no, they're not racing to keep the stuff that they have. They're racing to be the best of the best. We're in the rat race to keep what we have. They're in the rat race to be on the top. No, I think, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I don't think that's all true. I'll be honest, like I've seen it, man. Like people in affluent neighborhoods, yo, they live in paycheck. To, a lot of them live in paycheck. To, I mean, I'm not talking about like you know rich, rich people. I'm talking about you know middle class, upper middle class type people. I think you know. Like the Cherry Hills, the Voorhees, the Montgomery, stuff like that. Like, cats is really like struggle. But what we <laughs> call that affluent? Yeah, I guess maybe we're talking about different. I don't, I don't know what the affluent people is doing. <laughs> I see but, from the outside. Like, if I had to think of an, affl an affluent neighborhood that we're all familiar with, let's think of like a Plymouth White Marsh School District. Or let's think of like a upper Dublin school district. Those are affluent neighborhoods. Those parents aren't living paycheck to paycheck. That that those those people live in real big houses and and in a real high tax bracket. And it matters to them what percentile their kid graduates out of high school. Because that's going to dictate what prestigious college they go to, and then they care what percent what percentile of that and of that college that they graduate out of, because that's what's going to get them that big job. Because you feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. with us, like so people say, you know, uh, people talk about like PWIs versus HBCUs. The one thing about going to a HBCU is that a lot of times in the, in, the, in the HBCU, it's not a rat race to say what students graduated in what percentile of the school. It's about working as a community and everybody coming to that school and graduating from that school. As to where when you go to a PWI, like say a Westchester, for those kids that go to Westchester, it means a lot to graduate in that top 10 percentile of that school. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I went to a PWI and I mean, it's, you know, I do, you know, I guess the the one thing about, you know, I guess from the outside looking at HBCU is the, you know, community aspect of it. Um, you know, for me, it seems like the only, you know, I guess as a black person, it's really like the only advantage is that name getting you in the door, getting you looked at. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, you, 
you don't really get that community aspect that I see a lot of people from HBCUs. You know, there's no no one cares about homecoming. <laughs> like, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. no one, no one, no one really cares about still be in contact with people they went to school with. Like, yeah, because ago. at the end of the day, when you go to those schools, people looking at I was in a lecture hall with 30 people, 30, 40, 50 people in a lecture hall. No, I don't know none of them, but I know that I had the highest grades out of everybody in that class. And it was 40 of us in the lecture. You understand what I'm saying? And so to me, those are that's all representative of capitalism too, because the, the black kids that go to black colleges, it's not you're then you're you're getting the you're getting a great education and you're prepared to come out into the world and work, but you're not prepared to jump in that race for the finish line which capitalism promotes you know what i'm saying like and i'm comfortable i'm i'm comfortable in that middle area of capitalism to where like no i'm not i'm not at the bottom but then i'm not at the top neither but in the same token I would like things put in place to where when you look up, the bottom is not so far from the top. Yeah, I mean, I think people, people just want opportunity in general. Right. Like, like if I feel like, like you want to wake up and be like, if I work hard enough, I can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, but, and, and people say that, but the key words that they forget in that whole sentence, if I work hard enough, I could get it. If I work hard enough for me is the part that they're forgetting because you can work hard as shit for somebody else <laughs> and you'll you'll only grow as far as you push them up. No, you can't you can't put that out and you know you can't tell everybody that then people won't go to work for people <laughs> or they're yeah, uh, yeah. They won't yeah. try hard enough for whoever they're working for. And, yeah, you know, you and, need then, for for corporations to work. We need people to be sheep to, to feel like they can work for us and get where we're at. With us knowing there's no way on God's green earth they'll get where we're at. They'll just work hard enough to push us up more. Yeah, because I mean, you can't. I mean, the thing is. You know, you can't teach people to be wolves, and then you know they won't be they won't be happy being sheep. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so you got to teach them to be sheep. You know, and then you know only a certain few will figure it out and become a wolf. But you know, but then but the crazy thing is, I would rather be, I would never want to be a sheep, but I'd rather be a wolf than a lion. And I say that because. The lion, in my opinion, represents that 5% of the world that has 90% of the world's income or 90% of the world's money. The one thing about the wolf is that the wolf is communal and they work together. And yeah, you might have an alpha in the pack, but 
even the alpha in the pack is communal with everybody in the pack. If you align, you just, I mean, you get everything, you get all your women, but you by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and as soon as you have male kids, they got to go. I mean, you know, unfortunately, we see we see that a lot in you know in real life where people get all the money and not have it, you know, because yeah. what it what it takes to get there, um, and who you had to step on, and relationships that you had to corrupt to get there, it makes you always watch your back for who's going to be next to do you wrong the way you've done wrong to get where you at and nobody and and when you talk about being the top dog nobody talks about that like they talk about it in the streets like yeah you gotta be careful because when you start getting a lot of bread and people coming to you then everybody want to kill you but that's everything even in sports you the top dog in sports everybody's gunning for you I mean, I, I mean, your your average corporate job is the same way. Like, they not gonna pay everybody the top salary, so you got to do certain stuff to be the one that gets the top the top salary. That's right. I mean, think about <laughs> think about them jobs you have where like you got the you got the job snitch and the job brownies. They're there to attempt to grow within this company by stepping on people. And and that and that's just the world that we live in, Gus. And I mean, I, I feel like, you know, even and just to bring it all the way back to those people at Capitol Hill and those and the Trump supporters, it's a reason why Trump su supporters are like those those though a lot of those white people who come from like a lot of those rural areas that 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 they're poor, they don't get a lot of money, and they feel like the government is stepping on them. And they feel like we're white and we're not getting we're not getting the advantages of white privilege because the government's doing everything to help all the other races except us. But and, but I would think logically, how come they don't blame their own white people who sit on all this money and don't give and don't think to support those rural neighborhoods? Where their own white people are living poor and desolate. Well, the problem is, is it's a lie. The lie has been told to them that, um, you know, it, their problem has to do with people that don't look like them. Yeah. Um. That's why when they went to the Capitol building, they was just once they got in, they was just looking around like, what do we do now? There's no, there's no evil black person up there. There's no, you know. Everybody yeah. in power looks like you. Yeah. Like, so, so when they got there, they didn't know what to do because they're like, they're like, oh shit. I thought it was like an evil nigger here <laughs> pulling off the strings, but it's really us. Like it and you know I, I don't know how I don't know if I'm impressed by it or like <laughs> to be able to trick everybody into believing is this evil other person that's doing it when it's your own people. It's, it's like, your own people. It's, and, it's and, amazing. And, and Trump don't help because you following 
you jackasses are following the same oppressive bastard who's oppressing you but then saying all the things to get you to follow him he said i'm gonna go with you he ain't go with you <laughs> no hell no hell no he was in his safe bunker and now he go he gonna come back and be like i ain't telling him to do that <laughs> like, i didn't expect him to do that we should yeah. we should prosecute them the people that I told to go and said, I'm going to go with you. And then afterwards, yeah, I said, they're I going, they're love going to you get guys. They're going to get prosecuted. And that like they're using social media and face recognition to find all these people. And these people are going to get jammed up, bro. They're going to get jammed up. And the person that they follow is going to find a way to cower right out of this situation. And they talk about trying to invoke... Uh, they think they're talking about trying to impeach him or invoke Amendment 25 on him. But for me, I don't I, I don't even want Amendment 25 on him. I would I would like you guys to impeach him so that he could never he could never be in that position of power again because you know what he's gonna do. But then the sad thing is when Trump first ran and he won i knew he was going to make a farce of the political system he did not let me down with that i knew he was going to do that i mean I, I don't, for me i guess the scary part is i don't think he's the smartest cookie uh in the jar so like <laughs> i don't know like i just wonder like who's next like yeah, all the things that he could drum up and put together. Like, what if, you know, I don't know what to call white supremacists, whatever you want to call them, once they get a real smart person in power. <laughs> like, because like, look what he could do. Yeah, I mean, you know, he definitely rallied that group of people who feel oppressed and feel that the government's doing it to them. And I feel like the one thing that they just didn't take into account is that the people that's doing do these things to you are your own people. I mean, the only thing about it, man, they just they just been they they've been lied to. Like they told them they told them immigrants were going to come get them. You know, <laughs> it's the Mexicans that want to do it. They told yeah. them you're not getting jobs because of immigration and illegal immigrants coming into this country and, and taking up the jobs for less pay. No, you guys aren't getting jobs because you live in areas where there's not a lot of jobs. And you know, you know, as much violence that's in the, in this country, mm -hmm. we were told that it's just the black people. They're the ones, you know, so they get to push the whole violence and off on us. They get to push the loss of jobs on, on immigrants or on, on the minorities. So it's just like, you know, they have an excuse for everything. Mm -hmm. When that they, have a, the day, they have you know, a lie for everything. And if you just sit back and look at the world, you know that you know that is false. And now you just in a situation where everyone's laughing at America. Everyone's laughing at America and everyone is looking at America and saying we need to put our country in a situation where we can avoid dumb shit like this. 
because this is almost like when people watch the fall of Rome. I mean, eventually a lot comes out. I mean, like, people are going to figure it out at some point. Like, you know, like I said before, you know, I don't I don't think the people that really understand the game of America are invested in America as a community. As no, they're not people. They're, they're just not. here to use it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if you know, eventually if you got a whole bunch of people, all the people in the power just don't really care about it, it's gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and 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 that's just pretty much it. And so then the real question is, you know, when do when do Americans that say they care about America really start to put things in place to make America a great place for everybody that's in America? Because America could still be the world, the international power of the globe, and still be. Uh, ethical on how its citizens is treated. You're not going to lose. When people a stop lot of- profiting from it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Once it, once you can't profit from it, yeah. But as long as it's more profitable for us to be in the mess that we're in, you know, like you got jobs reports that come out. We're losing jobs. The country's in disarray. The stock market goes up. And people who play whatever you know that stock game, the least who do that, they make more money. Mm-hmm. So, so like, <laughs> you know, so yeah, so chaos is profitable, just like war is profitable. I mean, that's so, why yeah. we've been at, we've been at constant war for centuries because people make it's money. Profitable. Yep. Yep. So the answer to the question is when is it going to get better? I guess when it's not profitable anymore. Yeah, but then the scary thing is when it's not profitable no more, then what happens to the economic system in America? Uh, The people who were smart enough and took advantage will vacate and then everybody else who didn't have the means will be left in the shithole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, uh, and people are going to, unfortunately, I think people's mentality, you know, history has taught us it's probably going to happen again. So people are going to try to put it back together and it's going to level out. And then we're going to have greedy people who's going to continue the cycle. It's going to happen all over again. Yep. Because yep. um, uh, let's be honest, even in other countries where we talk about, yeah, they got free health care, blah, blah, blah. Communist country, socialist country. Every place we have a certain class of people who take advantage. Agreed. There's whatever social, whatever country you come up, you, you can think of, no matter how good the sinistry is, you have the elite that don't play by the rules and take advantage and are better than everybody else. Agree. You know, we, you know, black people do it in African countries. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I mean, until yeah. people's mentality changes, and I mean, I, I, I mean, I, 
I don't know if it's just ingrained in us as humans. Like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, because I don't, I'm not in that position to have better than everybody else. But like, if everything, if I had all my necessities and I was living a good life, I guess would I feel like, you know what? I just have to have a little bit more than my neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I kind of feel that I wouldn't be that way, but I, I, I don't. I don't need to have more than my neighbor. I just need my neighbor to have his, and have theirs, and I have mine, and we live harmoniously. I. It doesn't like what I. I. I it get. It does nothing for me to say I have more than my neighbor. It does nothing for me to say I have more than the next man. I just need as much as I need to take care of me and mine. But I mean. I, well, there's too many people on the other side that have yeah. to have more than yeah. They have, but because because that's how they were raised, that's how they were taught in school. Everything was about I had to have more. If my neighbor has the new grill, then I got to get the fence and the grill. If my neighbor <laughs> gets the fence and the grill, I got to get the swimming pool and the swing. If my neighbor gets the swimming pool and the swing, then I got to go get the new Maserati. You know, I'm not like. That that I, I I never subscribe to that competition. Like, yo, I want to come out and I just I I gotta have more than the next man. Like, I, I no no no. I gotta have more for me and my comfortability. I don't I don't have to have more than you. You can have more than me and be comfortable, and I can still be comfortable with what I got. Well, was it? Uh, I know you probably remember the line because you remember everything. What was it Kanye said? He said that he had to go get a bag just to show y'all ain't up on this. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That, that 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 sums it up. Like but, that, but, <laughs> but you know, I ain't gonna lie, I took that different though. I took that different. Cause you know, like when you when you grow up in the when we in the, in the areas that we grow up in, people tend to look alike, dress alike. Because we all shopping at the same things. We all getting the same things. You know what I mean? How we put it together might be different, but it's all the same things. And so I understand that of like in that fashion world where like I got to have some fashion that other people don't got. And I think that's a little bit different than, oh, my house has to look better than your house same mentality though it's like i don't know though um that just like you said it i gotta get the fence because i got it my neighbor oh he ain't up on that he ain't got the new fence oh he ain't got the new lighted pool he ain't got the heated pool but but now but i think that's like in the spirit of competition like i think i think in fashion though it's like a a spirit of yo that you you like to hear the Yo, that shit dope. Where you got that from? Or he looked nice in his outfit. I think it's a whole different thing where you like, oh, my neighbors is broke. They don't even got a pool. Let me go get a motherfucking pool. Let me go get a motherfucking, let me go get the fucking heated fits for the winter time and all that stupid shit. Well, it's, 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 it's just on a different level. It's the same thing. It's, it's like we, when everybody scores, like, oh, I got, I got the polo jacket. I just got a little bit more. When everybody got a nice house, it's like, well, I got the outdoor grill. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you, you ain't up on that, the uh, built-in outground uh, outside grill. You ain't got that. So, I mean, I mean, it's just the mentality. Right. 
You're right. You're right. I guess. I guess. Like you know, I, I could. I could honestly say, like I always been like one, like one of those guys that like to have like a, a certain items of clothing that don't nobody got. And I. And that, for me, it was just sometimes you just get tired of you come out with something and then somebody else got it, and now we looking like twins in the spot. You know what I'm saying? And so I. But you're right though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing your point. You're right. You are 100% right about that. It is somewhat of the same mentality. And I mean, I think, you know, and I, you know, it's hard because a lot of people don't have the means. But I mean, I think, you know, as a people, we just got to think about it differently. Like, we got to, like, can we have asset competitions? You know what I mean? Like, stuff that actually, you know, can we have kids' college funds competition? You know what I mean? How can we, can we change that mentality? Because you know i went to school with some asians and that's what that was they mentality like i we'd be in the library these dudes is in the corner trading stocks trying to get money like and i'm sitting here like yo these dudes is tripping but it was the same thing but with assets and with you know with other things you know what i mean so it says saying look look i got the new jordans they over there playing with thousands and you know and we was in college, so I don't know about the thousands. We could be playing with more, but I'm just saying. So it's, it's a lot. A lot of it's the same mentality, it's just where you focus it. And you know, unfortunately, it's a lot of people with a lot of means, you know, who who promote the status quo. You know, you know, uh, people have to stay rich by selling stuff to poor people. So it's advantageous. Yes. Uh- Yep. <laughs> it's advantageous for millions of people to want to buy Jordans instead of buying property. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know. Nah, you're right. You are you you're 100 right. Like like you like the, the the people on top have to create the demand or find the demand for the for the poor people. And then be able to supply that demand, and that's how they and that's how they get rich, and that's how the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. Because if all the new fashion and everything else is a demand for the poor people, then you'll always spend your money to to be to be a part of that to have what's 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 in demand. And meanwhile, the people that's rich don't even wear that shit. Uh, yeah. Or they, or buy, they, or they, buy that. they got the fake version. No <laughs> one's going to question whether it's real or fake because they're rich. Yeah, I, yeah. Every time I, I mean, I'm not sure if you did, but a lot of people we thought Ocho Cinco was crazy. You listen to him talk, man. That brother's smart. Why? Wow, what do you say? I mean, he says other stuff in podcasts, but one major thing he was like, man, everything I wore. All them chains, everything was fake. And he said the same thing. He was like, yo, I had enough money. Nobody questioned it. He was like, man, I didn't. He said he, ain't, he barely spent any money he made through uh, the NFL. You said he used to buy fake rollies, fake chains, all that stuff. I think he said, like, the only thing he really bought that was real was, like, his cars. <laughs> well, I mean, he was driving the Prius. Young black nigga, nigga, fight the world, nigga. I mean, you know, 
again, at the end of the day, man, it's all the game. And how you play it, unfortunately. You're right. I can't I can't argue that. You're right. And uh, you know, it's sad for me because you know <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I'm at the age where mentally I know the difference, but it's like do I put in the effort to change the game or do I use what I know about the game to just better myself and call it yeah, you know I mean <laughs> better myself and call it the day and let everybody else figure it out. Yeah, you know I mean it's like because I guess it's like, am I going to, if I fight to change it, would I see the fruits of that labor? You know what I mean? No. Fighting for change, the people that's in the fight will never see the fruits of the labor. Only the people who benefit from the change afterwards see the, see the fruits. Like, for me, it's like, you know, like my dream is to, like in 10, 15 years, to be able to work two two weeks out of the month and go on vacation two weeks out of the month. That's my dream. Now the stuff that I figure out and I think should be changed if I if I try to change it or I put in the effort to change it, am I going to achieve my dream? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or do I use the knowledge I know about capitalism and this effed up system to maneuver so I can so I can achieve my dream. Yeah. I understand. I understand. It's like you know, I if for you know, especially me, I guess, you know, I guess we're both at this, you know, close to the same age, but it's like by the time you figure it out, it's like damn. <laughs> like I don't wanna fight. Like I just wanna I mean, yeah, I, 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 just, I, I would just enjoy myself. Like, got off into the sunset, and, but then I think that uh, I just think that we at we at that point right now where like it's gotta be some sort of a fight. It's gotta be some sort of a something, or we leaving we leaving this system to our kids to maneuver through, and we know how hard we had to maneuver through it. No, ima- imagine somebody like. Martin Luther King not not taking on that fight to ensure that his kids didn't have to maneuver through a, through through the racism and the things as bad as they had to maneuver through it. You know what I'm saying? He re- he relieved some pressure off of us because if not, you know, we would still be going through a lot of the Jim Crow bullshit that they was going through. I guess I guess the you know the sad part is like uh, I don't know we've seen people fight and what type of you know hardships they have to go through and it's like damn do do I want to be the one to go? <laughs> you know be like oh let somebody else do it we back you you know we cool yeah go ahead and do that you know what I mean and so and so for me I think I think that's part of the reason why you know people try to make it their business not to support. Louis Farrakhan, the nation of Islam, like that, because it's like, you know, propaganda make you believe that the nation of Islam had had Malcolm killed, and then on top of that, you know, you follow the nation of Islam, and then something happens with Farrakhan, and then we right back in square one again. Yeah, I 
mean, you know, I'm I'm not Muslim, but the thing that, yeah, I, the man speaks the truth. I mean, <laughs> I can't, like, I can't, I can't deny the man speaks the truth. You know I mean, and I think society has put in divisions, you know, and a lot of when it comes to like religion and stuff like that, yeah. that people don't, regardless if he speak the truth or not, people don't want to hear it because of who he is. You know? I agree. I agree. And I mean, honestly, I think we, you know, you know, and that's what saddens me um, is because, you know, it's it's vice versa. You know what I mean? We have, you know, you have Christian pastors or Christian leaders or whatever speak the truth. And we have people that don't, can't, you know, take in that informa- that true information because of who's yeah. saying it. You know what I mean? Yep. And, you know, I, I mean, it really saddens me because, you know, my personal preference, I don't care, like, what religion you are. Like, I care mm-hmm. what type of person you are. Like, you know, it, that has no effect on me. Like, like it could you know, I'm Christian. You could be. A, I will. I hang with a, you know, I hang with a, a, a good Muslim brother before I hang with a Christian asshole. Like it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, if we can, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, you know, I've said it before. Like we really, a lot of us is the same. Like the divisions between the races. Like yeah. a majority of white people are the same as us. They run in the same rat race as us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But 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 the way everything is set up, you know, it's a white cop killing a black man, then you start saying I hate white people, and it's and and, and you lump in those good white people, you lump in those good white people, and 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 with the bad white people, and 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 and, and then that turns into something. So it's, it's it's just all just crazy, man. Because I think I think this was a, a a real good a real good podcast to start off uh to start off uh the new year, man. Um, I think this was real productive, and I think that everybody that's listened to it gonna get a lot out of it. Yeah, I agree, man. It's me. I think you know, uh, you know, and hopefully you know with all the things that go on in the world that you know we can start actually applying some of the things you know whatever changes that we need if it's small just applying it to our life you know what i mean because we're, we're all sitting at home we're all seeing it yeah you know i mean and um and even with myself i fight with it every day man just you know you know doing the right thing that I, you know, more uh, not probably morally got pretty good morals, but just you know, waking up and doing what I, what needs to be done, you know. Because uh, I, you know, for a long time I thought, you know, that's them, this is me, yeah. You know, but I, we're not going to get anywhere if we just go for self all the time. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Um, so. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode. Um, you know, what I mean, 2021, we coming back with strong content, man. Um, check it out on SoundCloud, all all platforms. We back up on all platforms, man. Make state talking is great again, man. You wanna get a you wanna get a, a hat that says says that? Yeah, we should get some hats that say make make state talking is great again. Uh, we can do that. 
bet. All right, peace. All right, so peace.